Hi, and thanks for tuning in to My Adventures at Home Brewing. I'm Dan Matthews, and come along with me as we talk about things for new home brewers, from gadgets to how we got started to, I don't know, all the mistakes we make along the way. So come along for the ride and have a beer or two along the way. looking for that yeast that can help you attain the best beer possible that you're looking for escarpment laboratories escarpment laboratories are located in guelph ontario and make some of the finest yeasts in canada if you want to make the beer that you want and have consistent results all the time you need to check out escarpment laboratories hey guys dan here have you ever had a problem getting your glass or plastic fermenter clean? Well, I've just been introduced to something that's brand new. Uh, it's called Scrubber Duckies. It's a magnetic scrubber meant for glass or plastic fermenters. All you do is you drop this down inside your fermenter, use the handle, and scrub through the crud that's left over from the crucin. I've seen a lot of things, but this is, seems to be one of the neatest and coolest things out there right now. If you're having a problem getting your plastic or glass fermenter clean, this is something to use. Scrubber duckies. Hey everybody, it's that time once more to go around the world one more time and have a beer or two along the way and enjoy the ride. It's Dan and I'm here with Matt Patipo of, of uh, <laughs> Ottawa Beer Events. Am I correct on that one? Yes, sir, you are. All right. And uh, we're going to be talking about beer and food. But before we get going to more, uh, I'd like to say thank you to Steve Bushane, Ren Navarro, and Erica Campbell, uh, who were on the show uh, last week. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Great people. I admit it was a bit of a heavy topic to get into about inclusion in beer and all that. But with uh, everything that's happening in the world right now, um, our little community, I think, uh, needed to... It needed to be brought up and talk a little bit about inclusion and make sure everyone feels safe, everyone feels included in everything, and we go from there. So, without further ado, this week we're going to talk about beer and also what types of food go with what beers. And um, initially, I was trying to find some really cool people and all that, and I found this really cool Maritimer from where almost around where I grew up down home, and then. Matt seems to know someone I went to high school with, so he's been told stories about me, which I'm not sure I really want that to get out. But uh, we'll go from there. Matt, how's it going, brother? Not too bad. How are you? Good, man. So how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, and I believe it's your, your partner, Sasha, right? Yes. What you guys do? So basically, uh, my girlfriend, Sasha, and I, uh, around 2011, uh, actually just as the... Um, the craft breweries were starting to blow up here in Ottawa. Um, we started a company called Ottawa Beer Events. Whereas our original goal was to be kind of a compilation or a digest of all the beer releases, all the beer events that were happening around town. Because they were awesome, but a lot of people were having a, a lot of trouble finding them. And this is back when there was only five breweries roughly in the 613. Uh, now there's 43. Yep. There's, and, and, and there's more coming, believe it or not. Uh, there's at least a half dozen more in the works. Yeah, there's yeah. one that opened uh, two weeks ago in uh, Rockland. Yeah, but it, that, the original one is over in Gatineau. Uh, actually, it's a little farther Gatineau. It's, it's been in Quebec for like 15 years. This is a uh, second location for them. Okay. But uh, just the 
and it like popped up. I just found out about it like three days before it opened. Mm-hmm. You know, it was amazing. Uh, all that to say, in the beginning of our of our company, it was a lot simpler, quote unquote. Uh, as the um, the craft beer world exploded here in Ottawa, we were still maintaining a running tally of running list, uh, mostly through social media, of all the beer releases, all the beer events, what have you. But uh, because of demand, what we've also been doing is we're hiring ourselves out as uh, beer experts mm-hmm. and we come into your home just like wine experts or whiskey experts will do. Uh, curate a, a personalized flight for you. We'll pair with a meal. If you're having a birthday party, a, a retirement party, a celebration. Uh, we pretty much do a curated beer tasting and design it all around your needs. Well, that's pretty, it sounds pretty good. So did you and Sasha do any formal training, say like, like Cicerone or Prudhomme or anything else like that? Both, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Sasha went to the uh, Prudhomme route. I went through the Cicerone uh, road. And beyond that, uh, I'm a nationally ranked uh, beer judge through BJCP mm-hmm. and an accomplished home brewer as well. So add to that, Sasha is a founding member of the Ottawa chapters of uh, Barley's Angels. Okay. Which if uh, people don't know, it's a beer appreciation group for women uh, and also an affiliate of the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies. So between us, we have a wide breadth of knowledge and of course the passion for craft beer. So it was basically, we're civil servants from nine to five. So we needed to do something fun. Otherwise we'd go nuts. So what you're saying so, is you, you work from the man during the day and then you geek out over beer when you get home. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's that's an easy way to put it. There we go. Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally get it. I, um, I was uh, a member of the military for a long time, and when I used to come home, it was always geeking out over beer because you know, what better way to unwind than having <laughs> having something to kind of not not to say this is a good thing, but kind of numb the pain every now and then is always kind of a good thing. Oh, I've been known to do that a couple of times. There yeah. you go. So let's talk beer and food. All right. So I know this is a big thing with wine, but you never really think about it with, uh, with beer, but mm. in actuality, beer, beer has been, I think been put with food for, for many, many eons. Yes. If you go back to like the middle ages or the dark times, or whatever else you want to call it, the King of King Arthur, um, there, there was, uh, lots of different types of foods being shared, but, it wasn't always necessarily wine being given out with food. You had things like meads and you had a lot of beers. Um, I do recall there being a lot of beer through the UK or through Europe at the time being paired with food. And they, it ranged say from like from game to um, say like regular livestock beef to poultry to pheasant fowl, whatever. What do you find is the biggest pairing these days with beers? Yeah, that, that's a very interesting question because everything, especially locally here, evolved very quickly. Um, being a, uh, a beer nerd goes hand in hand with being a food nerd, which I am as well. And even just a few years ago, going out to even some very somewhat high-end establishments here in town, they'd have a wine list a mile long with like five suggested pairings and everything else. But then you ask about beer they have three or four macros that are pretty much interchangeable and all taste the same. Right. 
there was a disconnect there that was very odd, especially when you consider that if you look at the chefs and the cooks in the kitchen, they're all drinking craft beer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing. I mean, uh, craft beer right now, I find is eclipsing all the mainstream shit. Oh, by far, by far. And uh, I mean, uh, I know Garrett Oliver is a big force Mm -hmm. behind uh, pairing beer with food um what do you find a lot of chefs are doing i mean you see all these chefs tables or chefs dinners at at, uh, say like craft beer um uh craft beer market yeah yeah the craft beer market uh the quarter bar and grill out here Mm -hmm. in orleans uh dominion city does it um what do you find a lot of people are trying to promote i think it kind of goes hand in glove with if you look at the timeline, it kind of times out at the same time where farm-to-table cooking was uh, was becoming big, and when the local locally sourced ingredients were becoming very big as well, people were were saying, "Oh, you find the local grown potatoes, the local raised beef, uh, local vineyard," but there's these breweries that are popping up, and they're not represented on your menu. And I think it was very much a customer-driven thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once the restaurants took the ball, they really ran with it. What do you find that a lot that um, – what is – what I should say, what is the one beer you find that every chef seems to have? One style of beer, I should say, not what beer. What style of beer okay. is the is the big one that a lot of people push? I'm, find, right. I'm finding it's IPAs. IPAs certainly they're very because IPAs had the discussion the other day. I was leading a uh, virtual beer tasting, uh, and we were discussing how IPAs probably is the most wide ranging style of beer. If you look in the general sense, mm-hmm. you can have everything from the traditional uh, malty, spicy uh, British IPAs to the most in your face West Coast tropical fruit IPAs to the sweeter milkshake IPAs uh, or even even the the sour IPAs if you can find a good one. So you can really get all the the flavor palettes all in one style. So and because the the flavor profiles are so broad it matches with so many different cuisines and different dishes that it's almost like uh, the culinary version of bacon. It goes with everything, right? Yeah. Bacon is like God's gift. Come on. No kidding. So, but okay. So give us some examples of some pairings of some stuff here. I mean, I can see you're drinking a Beyond the Pale. I think it's, what is it? Pink Fuzz? No, it's Aromatherapy. Speaking of a nicely big IPA. There you go. So what what would you pair with that? Uh, For this, honestly, Indian food. Yeah. Uh, A big, fruity, bold, bitter IPA. There's nothing that pairs better than Indian food. a few years ago, we did a uh, collab pairing with Beyond the Pale and East India Company here in town. Mm-hmm. That was, I think it was a five or six course meal, all paired with different dish, uh, beers and dishes. Most of the beers were IPAs or very hopped. Uh, that was about seven or eight years ago when people still stop us on the street and from a safe distance nowadays, mention it to us. Like it was very, uh, very successful. And pink fuzz especially will go well with like uh, butter chicken or dal or uh, the lighter curries. And once you get to the the bigger, bolder IPAs, you get like Rogan Josh and the big, uh, bolder, spicier dishes go very well with that. Okay. So 
I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, I'm drinking a homebrew Irish red, which is personally, well, yeah, I made it, but I'm, I'm saying it's pretty awesome because, right. uh, because I made it. Um, what would you do with an Irish red? I mean, I'm thinking um, uh, some sort of other like venison or, or even um, a, some sort of beef or like a roast yep. or steak of, or even use it in a stew of some sort. Yep. I was going to say a beef and barley stew with some nice fresh crusty bread with it. That'd mm -hmm. be perfect. Awesome. So now are there a lot of people out there or breweries out there reaching out to you guys to come help them uh, curate these things for maybe upcoming holiday seasons or anything else like that? I mean, it, it's got to be something hard for a brewery to say, I want to be able to tell people what this will go with unless they have someone who's trained or knows what they're talking about. Mm. Uh, you're seeing more and more of that actually coming in-house into the breweries nowadays too, which is uh, very interesting. Uh, but not from the breweries, but we're getting a lot of contacts through our social medias and emails, uh, even at work through my nine to five boring job, uh, saying, look, I'm having this for dinner. What beer would you recommend for this? Or uh, I'm having this beer, what can I cook? Or that kind of stuff. So people are definitely starting to tune in and turn the page on it and realizing that uh, beer can go with uh, more than just pretzels and bratwurst, right? So, well, yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, if you're in Germany, yeah, okay. Oh, that's a whole different thing. But yeah. Definitely a good, a, in my opinion, uh, vice first, a nice white sausage, um, mm. a nice uh, Hefeweizen goes really well. Yeah, as a natural pairing, it's beautiful, especially if you're in Germany. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But here in Canada, seeing as that we have a lot of things here in Canada that at least that are indigenous to Canada, mm -hmm. things like caribou, uh, you have elk, uh, you've got, oh my goodness, there's a, a wide variety of, of like, say, wild fowl right. that, you, that you can Not have. Not to mention the seafood and everything else. I, exactly. Hey, I grew up in a fishing town. I love my lobster, right? So, Dude, I grew up maybe, what, half hour from, from Sussex. Well, you know where KV Valley is. I know exactly where that is. So you, you knew I, I was maybe about 45 minutes away from the water if I wanted to go out towards Shediac. Which and is if, where I'm from. So there you go. There you go. And you if probably I cross paths at some point. More than likely. I mean, did you go to, to the uh, Parley Beach concerts? Uh, from what I can remember, yeah. <laughs> They're all a blur, dude. They're all a blur. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. So... Um, back on topic. <laughs> That's what happens when we get two Maritimers together, right? Oh yeah, we talk. We, we don't talk, shut up. That's it. We talk shit about everything. <laughs> uh, so, um, I lost where I was going. What else is new? Um, <laughs> so you were talking about the uh, Canadian native. Oh uh, yes, that's it. Canada, yeah. Oh, Maritimers. <laughs> there we go. So we'll always find the road back. That's it. So with um. With all the stuff that's here that's indigenous to Canada, I mean, like seafood on the East Coast and the West Coast, not necessarily in the middle, mm -hmm. uh, there are there is a wide uh, difference for what's available for seafoods, be it, right. be it Atlantic salmon, be it Pacific salmon, be it the lobsters, be it the scallops, be it the crab, whatever. Now, would you do just a, like, a, a, either a nice... Um, pale blonde or even a wheat beer with it or would you go something a little bit more 
on the in-between, so like a nice amber that's got a little bit of that malty caramel flavor to it. It depends how it was prepared, I think. Like if I was doing, uh, let's say, um, a boil of mussels, for example, mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite things, uh, then I'd go probably with closer to the, the amber to add a little extra sweetness to it, uh, complement the... Um, Complement the the meat of the cl the the clams or the mussels, mm -hmm. the little natural brininess that's always there, especially if you had some onions and bacon, you know, as uh, we are wont to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so the the amber would go very well for that. If I'm just having a straight fresh out of the water boiled lobster, which is one of the best things life has to offer, uh, without any of that butter or garlic, all that foolishness, uh, basically just a farmhouse ale is uh, shockingly good with that. For funkiness, actually, custard okay. richness. So you're looking to look like like a kvike type of a kvike, or uh, even just like a, a mild Belgian blonde, maybe okay. something with just a little bit of, of funk to it, just to off uh, off balance the uh, the natural sweetness and cleanness of the uh, the lobster. So what are you finding out are some of the trends that are happening now with pairings? I mean, I know the big trend, or one of the big trends now, I should say, are sour beers. Yes. It, Personally, I would find that very hard to pair with food. I mean, it, it, it's not- It depends which sour. They're not the easiest thing to play with. Uh, no. what, I've, what I've noticed is actually, uh, I think it's because most of the chefs and the cooks love sour beers. For, I've rarely met a professional chef that doesn't enjoy a good sour. Mm -hmm. It's just that their palate naturally attunes to that. Uh, it, I'm seeing it a lot in uh, brining or ceviche, or how they prepare the food before they cook it. They'll uh, use it in the marinade, for example. Uh, I've seen that. And also I'm starting to see, and it's a pairing I like quite a bit, is a nice sour, maybe with a fruit addition of some sort, like mm -hmm. fruit sour with a piece of uh, New, York, New York style cheesecake for dessert. That would be pretty good. No, instead of coffee, you know, you have that sourness to cut through the, uh, the sweetness and the richness. And if there's a little fruit addition, it kind of takes the place of the little uh, fruit sauce that was put on it. So it's a very interesting uh, pairing I like a lot. So I would have thought a sour beer would have been great to do with a charcuterie board because you have a mix of, of cured meat, uh, a variety of cheeses. That way, it, you've got, you have something to cut that the fat and the richness again. Exactly. At least that's what I would think. Yeah, because when you're pairing any alcohol with any meal, whether it's wine, beer, cider, or what have you, you, you either want to complement the, the food you're eating with, with you want to cut through the, 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 the flavors, or you want to complement or contrast. So as long as you hit at least one of those points, you pretty much got a winner. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> mirror timer talk now. <laughs> what would you put Moosehead with? Oh, right, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Good jarred moose. There you go. There, jarred moose. Okay, bottled moose. Okay. There All you right. go. All right. No one, like one percent of people, know what we're talking about right now. Exactly, bottled moose. Okay. There you go. Andy Wiggins, this is for you. Bottled moose. Tell your friends what it is. Oh god. So, uh, yeah. also, what would you do with? Okay, I'm gonna pull out every kind of beer that from the Maritimes that I kind of bad mouth now. There we go. We've all drank more keys than one, one person oh, I'm should. Not I'm not talking keys. I'm, ta I'm talking stuff that we could use for paint stripper. <laughs> uh, I, I'm talking things like uh, schooner. Uh, okay. 
was it what's the one that was it not lucky star uh, lucky star or are uh, you talking james ready uh no uh, there's alpine you know what i have a soft spot for alpine oh you're I killing think. me well i went to university of moncton and alpine was the sponsor of the entire university it yes univer our university like was sponsored it. by a beer company like legitimately so it's like i drank more alpine then you can believe in my university course. I still passed, just to, to clarify that. I hope so. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, and you can, when they release it here in the, the beer stores, I did go and get a 2-4. Now I haven't bought it since. Oh, okay, but, yeah, yeah, your yeah. palate's evolved, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, what, what do they call it? Old memories die hard, right? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like that thing growing up. Like, you know, if you're on a budget, you stay within the budget and that's you'll it. drink whatever is the cheapest out there to get you, give you a little bit of a buzz. That's why my dad drank Moosehead Dry for so long. Oh, dear God. Okay, you're killing me, man. You're killing me. <laughs> so, amazing. oh, dude. So, now we talked about, uh, we've talked pretty much a lot about main meals. Like, we've gone from yeah. a range from uh, pails with seafood and whatnot and darks. and mm -hmm. But we haven't really touched, and sours, but we haven't really touched on, you, you did a little bit, on things like desserts. Um, can we actually use beers in the cooking of these things? Like Absolutely. In, can you use, like, say, like a dark stout in the making of a cake? Which I think oh, you God, can. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's actually a, a very common recipe to use uh, Guinness because Guinness is kind of the default for stout and for most people. Uh, in everything from cupcakes to cakes to chocolate pies to sauce to you name it. Uh, even whipped cream I've seen. Uh, it actually works very well. But if you use a more flavorful stout, let's say um, it's a very good beer, but let's try uh, Wellington's Russian Imperial Stout. Okay. That's not bad. It's a very good Russian imperial stout. Uh, often you get a six pack, you use one can for the recipe and you drink the other five. But use a more flavorful, more high quality beer in the recipe, you'll get a more flavorful recipe, a, a cake at the end or what have you. It's just mm -hmm. it's common sense. Better ingredients equal a better result. Uh, and you're seeing a lot of that now with the pastry chefs where they'll put uh, a beer in, let's say, the batter, in the glaze, and in the sauce drizzle over top. So it's like a beer used three ways kind of thing. So what's the biggest trend that you're seeing between beer and food combining now? I'm seeing exactly that. I'm seeing the same beer used in different applications, either on the same dish or throughout the meal. Okay. Uh, which is actually really cool, uh, is I would be like, First course of salad, there'll be the beer in the vinaigrette, for example, something simple like that. Then in the main course, the protein is going to be braised with that same beer or used in, mixed in with a spicy mustard, for example, a grainy mm -hmm. mustard rather. Uh, and then they'll, for the third course, they'll uh, use it somehow in a dessert. So the same way they use other ingredients that aren't alcohol, you'll often see the same thing used with uh, spices or um, herbs or something. The same herb or the same spice combination pops up in different ways throughout the meal. And you're seeing beer being treated in a very similar light. Okay. So, <clears throat> oh, well, excuse me. Um, so if, if, you're, if it's being combined in the food now, which is 
really cool, I think, because, I mean, braising and stuff is important because I'll admit I've used um, dark beers to braise uh, mm -hmm. lamb, sh lamb shanks, uh, beef shanks. Uh, I've used the beer in making barbecue sauces to go mm -hmm. over top of, over top of ribs. Mm -hmm. uh, also spiked it with a little bit of bourbon. Of course. Uh, have to. <laughs> but um, and I've never really thought about and I'm glad you mentioned that pastry chefs are doing it, but I've never really thought about uh, putting it in a dessert. Um, what are some of the big hitters now that are actually trying to push for the pairings with foods? What are some of the bigger names that you know? It's, it's really coming more from the restaurant side, more than the brewery side. Uh, but the way it's happening now is that a restaurant or a chef, or not because pop-up, cuisine and pop-up restaurants are so popular you'll often see a pop-up restaurant at a brewery using a brewery's beer okay uh you saw that a lot like pre-lockdown uh, i was really gaining momentum and now since the uh, the covid era uh, you see a lot of uh, pop-up takeout uh, variations where um dominion city for example here in the city um or here in ottawa i should say uh, did that a lot. They had a pop-up restaurant with different chefs or different restaurants for like one afternoon or one weekend. Mm -hmm. And you went there and you got a set meal made with the Dominion City beer and whatever that uh, restaurant specialty was. Uh, so that was very interesting because then you got the fans of Dominion City, which would support them anyway, and the fans of that restaurant that may or may not support Dominion City kind of converging go. into one, right? Mm -hmm. So, Okay. All right. Well, <clears throat> I think we've beat a dead horse <laughs> more ways than one. <laughs> so you said you're an accomplished home brewers. What are you working yes. on now? I actually haven't home brewed in a while. I have a, I actually just turned four years old yesterday. I have a four-year-old daughter running around. So after she was uh, born, I took a little hiatus. Mm -hmm. Now she's uh, old enough to realize fire is hot and needs to stay away. So, and kind of more uh, independent in and of herself. So that's why you need to go electric. That's actually funny you say that. Uh, I'm hoping Santa bring, helps me get a robo brew for Christmas so I can ah. uh, make my return to the home brewing. But I'm still very much active in the, uh, the local home brewers club, the uh, members of parliament. Yep. Uh, I help judge the Oktoberfest and the uh, National Capital Homebrew competition every year. Uh, that's how I got my certification and my experience in, uh, in beer judging. Okay. Um, so I'm very active in that. There's haven't actually, uh, mashed in a beer in a couple of years now. All right. So just, just a side note. So I had Andy out at my place, uh, yep. a while back, uh, to go to, and he was on the show, not mm -hmm. by choice, just cause he was there and wanted to get, you don't have a choice till you're here. Um, and we did a New England IPA mm -hmm. and, but I, I use a robo brew. It's fantastic. And I kind of plug to his significant other. Andy wants this. <laughs> I know. And then he put the seed in my brain. Cause I went over like the next weekend after you did yours and helped him with a brew. And I was like, cause I, I heard about the Robert Ruin, the grandfather and all that, but I've never seen one up close in action before. They're fantastic pieces. So when I actually saw it, I'm like, Ooh, it's shiny. I like it. It's shiny. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? They're a lot easier to clean than what people think. They, they are. Like I, good, I took a good look at it after you was done. I was like, compared to uh, my old kettle and the uh, burner and everything else, it's like, 
a lot more control. It's automatic. I can step away from it. I can set a timer. And I, there's, I like the idea. And there's different steps to it. So if you're saying that your um, mashing or your strike temperature needs to be, say, 168, mm. but once you, st you start your strike in for a certain temperature to drop it down to, say, 155, yeah. you just plug it in, you let it do its thing, and you're all done. Exactly. It's a very uh, small footprint, like in the garage and stuff, compared yep. to everything else, uh, which my significant other, even though she likes home brewing and stuff like that, would kind of appreciate too, because we have a tight space. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, she's an accomplished home brewer herself. Um, I like to tease her that the, the one beer she designed, brewed, and everything of her own, 100% uh, herself, we kegged it the day she found out she was pregnant. Oh! <laughs> oh, oh, that's harsh. That's I know it, it was actually. Uh, I assured her it was very delicious. There you go. Just rub the salt on the wound. <laughs> it's all good. Well, Matt, I'm going to say thank you very much for this today. It's greatly appreciated for, for you taking the time out of your day. And folks, if you ever get a chance, go check them out on Facebook. Uh, it's Ottawa Beer Events. Uh, they do put up a lot of stuff that's going on, but uh, unfortunately, now with COVID, the damn virus, there's not really a whole lot happening. Hopefully, by this time next year, there's been a few beer competitions along the way and a few events and uh, you'll see Matt and Sasha along the way. Definitely. And thanks for having me. And just as a note, uh, since the pandemic is what it is, uh, we're starting to pivot into a virtual uh, tasting and virtual events uh, situation. Uh, look for that in the new year. We've had a couple of uh, test runs this past couple of weeks with different things and it worked very well. So uh, expect some new adventures in the new year. Awesome. Matt, again, thanks a lot. Guys, go check them out. Ottawa Beer Events. And thanks for coming along for a beer and a two along the way and on the ride around some more around the sun. We'll talk to you soon. See you on the other side, guys. say thank you to matt for being on the show this week it's greatly appreciated it's pretty cool what him and his partner sasha do at ottawa beer events uh, by doing food pairings and also education parts and, and whatnot uh, it's pretty cool so you go check them out at ottawabeerevents.com or .ca check them out on instagram check them out on twitter and i believe they also have a facebook page so thanks again guys for coming along for the ride and a beer or two along the way and what's more around the sun this is dan and i'll see you on the other side Thank you.